Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. And today we're talking about the making of a Star Wars fangirl. Guys, keep this in mind. It is never too late to jump on board. And don't let gatekeepers tell you that you can't be part of any fandom. Perfect example is my friend Jane. Hi. Let me tell you a little bit about Jane. Uh, She is a Disney World resident. Okay, not really, but close enough. <laughs> and a close enough. close enough. And a big lover of all things Disney. And now she has added Star Wars fangirl to her list. You can find her on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Jane. Hello. Hello. A little known fact about me is that I am the secret executive producer of all things No Guilt Life. Don't <laughs> let Patty tell you otherwise. <laughs> she tells no lies, guys. She tells no lies. It's true. <laughs> she tells no lies. All good ideas like this podcast started in Jane's brain. This is where it came from, guys. And then I invited myself here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> now I see what the real secret is. You just wanted a chance to be on a podcast. So you sure. talked me into starting one. <laughs> sure. That, that's exactly what it is. Um, but like you said, I am a lover of Disney. I was raised on Disney. My whole life was about how I could get closer to Disney And I was fortunate enough to move here five years ago to a little town called Celebration, where every day is a celebration. Um, And then I was able to find myself down the path of Star Wars. So here I am. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Because when I met you, (laughs) uh, as as you guys are catching on here who have listened a couple of times, I have a lot of people in my life through the run Disney circles or through just Disney fandom online. And that's how I met Jane. Surprise. And when I, (laughs) yeah, shocker. Um, And when I met Jane, she didn't Star Wars y'all. Like, she did not have that DNA. She's not a, she's, she didn't, she didn't Star Wars. And this was just a couple of years ago that I met you. It's not like it, it's been, I mean, I guess it's been since what, 2013. So it's been a while, but I mean, but you, you were completely, I don't, I don't know. So you tell me, were you anti Star Wars or did you just have no interest in it? You just never had been exposed to it. I had brief exposure to it. Let's make a long story, probably even longer. I have a really hard time watching movies in general because I have a very, very short attention span. And I have an even harder time (laughs) watching um, older movies that aren't quite as bright and shiny. So you're you're a raccoon is what you're saying. You (laughs) bright, shiny things. (laughs) I do say that Rocket is my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right we'll get to the marvel fandom and just so you're not wrong <laughs> i'm not wrong i'm not wrong but yeah so i had tried a couple of times in my earlier years but i really had no interest in it uh, mostly i would go to the star wars weekends when disney world used to have star wars weekends and what i really loved about it was i loved the culture 
So it was like, oh, I don't get the movies. And honestly, like, I had no idea who anybody was. I mean, obviously, everybody knows Darth Vader and R2-D2 and whether you've seen those movies or not. But I just love the culture. I loved how people I loved how much people loved Star Wars. So that made me happy. And I would right. go every year and get all the pictures taken. I love the music. I'm a big music, movie, music person. I'm such a nerd about like all John Williams, everything. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I would love to come to watch the Star Wars fireworks. They were my absolute favorite. I used to do my training runs so that I could run with the fireworks behind me. And then <laughs> I had registered for the Star Wars half marathon. I was going to go and probably make an absolute mess of myself because I was thinking all things were space balls. <laughs> so let's let's roll that back for just a second. So for sure. those that don't know, at Disney World every year, and in fact, it used to be also at Disneyland, but they have taken those races away from us for a little, little while, for forever. We don't know what the answer is just yet, uh, probably forever. But they have these themed race weekends and one of them was the star wars basically the star wars race weekend you can still do that today at walt disney world and it's called the rival run uh rendisney.com is where you can find some information on that or i have a blog hey who knew that i have a blog that's specific to run disney information and that's noguiltdisney.com and you can find pretty much anything that you would need to know about the Run Disney product on that blog uh, as well. And when they announced that they were finally going to give us a Star Wars-themed race, people lost their minds. Everybody freaked out. So when Jane says she might have made a fool of herself, some of those runners were pretty dang serious about the fact that we were getting, you know how Star Wars fans are. They were pretty dang serious about the fact that we were getting a Star Wars race. So it's probably a good thing that you recognize that. Oh, I, I definitely did. And and to be honest, even before I loved Star Wars, when they had announced it, I was as excited as all of those people that actually cared about Star Wars. <laughs> so I had registered for the first race that was at Disney. Disneyland. And unfortunately, I couldn't go that particular weekend, very last minute, things came up. And I decided if I wasn't going to run the half marathon, that I was going to have my own Star Wars marathon. And I sat and I watched them. (laughs) I see what you did there. I like that. I like that. Uh, All right. So which one? What did you start with? What was your what was the first Star Wars movie that you decided to sit down and watch? Did you? Okay, here's the question. Which order did you go in? So I don't know what the official name is because I don't have time for that. But (laughs) I asked all of my Star Wars nerd loving friends (laughs) and they said, you have to see it. Four, five, six, one, two, three. So the original trilogy first, and then the prequels. Okay. So you did release order. Correct. That's release order, Jane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Sure. That That's how the rest of us saw it too the first time. So you followed those footsteps. Okay, cool. Correct. All right. So the first movie then you would have seen is the the Star Wars A New Hope. And A New Hope, yes. What was what was what were your thoughts when you when you first saw this this crazy space show? happening on screen for you did you buy in right away did it take a while like what happened it took a while okay it took took a real long while (laughs) like I was like it's fine I'm here I'm like I'm committed I'm gonna watch it 
okay, now I understand what's going on. It's now like my third go round. Cause that first one I had actually watched, you know, a couple times prior, like trying. And it was like, I don't even know what they're fighting for. Like <laughs> why, why are they just shooting each other up? Like they're just blowing stuff up. I was like, I feel like this is like grown up acceptable porn. Like <laughs> people are just getting excited over action for no reason. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I, I had now I will never look at Star Wars the same way again, but okay. All right. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's fine. I'll go to the next one because I, I feel like I need to just like do the whole thing. Like it's not just about the first one. So I was definitely not hooked right out of the gate. So then I watched Empire Strikes Back and I was like, oh, hey, that one's better. It is much better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Now we've, we've got a little traction and I got to Return of the Jedi so I, I would watch them and I would watch them on my laptop and I would text my friends questions in the middle or just whatever random thought. I guess this is what people do on Twitter. I don't Twitter. So I just text my random thoughts to friends of mine. <laughs> and I remember texting them, spoiler alert, for those of you who have never seen Star Wars, I remember texting them, are you kidding me that Darth Vader dies? <laughs> <laughs> I went all this way for him to die. He's the best character out there. He's the only one I'm invested in. And now he's dead and you want me to watch more movies. I was so mad. (laughs) Okay. Relatable. Relatable. Well, what what was it? What was it about Darth Vader that appeals for you? Like, I, I know you, so I know you've got a little dark side in you, but what what was it that that made, he, that he was the character that got your attention? I I always love, love the bad guy. I always love the bad boy. Every film, I mean, I'm a girl who cried when we get to Marvel. I'm a girl who cried for Marvel, but I was also like, oh, I feel bad for Thanos. Like, <laughs> what? I just, You're the only person in the entire universe that felt bad for Thanos. <laughs> yes. It was me. (laughs) It was you. You're the one. (laughs) I am the one. I loved Palpatine. I think Palpatine is so great. So like the combo of the two of them, I just loved it. I had, I was not a Luke fan. He was way too whiny. I was. Oh my gosh. Yes. Early on. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't stand Luke myself. I he he I cringe because he's just this little whiny brat in the first in the first uh first one for sure. He gets better. He but, does. Mm-hmm. He does. But yeah, it was not yeah, enough yeah, for yeah. me. Gotcha. 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 Well that's that's really funny because you came to all of this as a grown full grown adult. I was a Star Wars fan as a kid. I mean my my parents claim, and I have no idea if this is true or not, but I'll I'll take it as my claim to fame. Um, they say that they took us, they took me and my two older sisters to the movie theater, and we saw the original Star Wars in the movie theater back in the day. I would have been three years old, so I have no memory of that. But right. they say I was there, so I will I will grab that history and roll with it. But I do remember actually going to see Empire Strikes Back and having that moment of. He says, father, no, like I screamed no, just as loud as Luke screamed no. I mean, I was blown away. Right. And then after that, that's when I was completely hooked. I, so for me, it was very early on. And, you know, I have visuals of playing with my friend Nancy and we would play in my backyard and we'd play Luke and Leia and we would switch off who could be Luke and who could be Leia, you know, depending on the storyline that we're going. And the cool thing was 
that neither one of us had a preference. Leia was beautiful, yes, and you would have thought for girls, we would have both wanted to be the girl, but she was also bad, A. And so the fact that she could, I mean, she was shooting better than freaking Luke was, right? Uh, (laughs) We we both wanted to be her, but more because she was strong than it was because she was beautiful. And then, you know, Luke was the hero, so of course we wanted to be Luke too. And that's that was you know my my life growing up i always had so i've always had star wars there so when i met you and you're telling me that you don't do star wars but yet you were you were just this enigma to me that i didn't understand because I, you would you loved you know the star wars days at disney world and you loved a good theme i guess <laughs> i don't know i do love but- a good theme <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't, but you had never seen the movies. And it just never made any sense to me that you hadn't seen the movies. I was so proud of you when you finally sat down and you were, you know, I remember being on the other end of those text conversations with you and how excited you were and how excited I was to hear you say, oh, I can't believe that I did that. And I'm like, just wait, just, right. just wait, Jane, just wait. <laughs> but the fact that you loved Darth Vader totally took me by surprise in the sense that I grew up on the light side. I grew up walking that path and always rooting for the hero. And then you were like, just the opposite, completely dark side all the way. <laughs> and that totally threw me, totally threw me. I, I, I'll, I'll let you know that. It fits. It fits you. And and as we got to be better friends, I, I can see where the dark side creeps in there a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's so nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to make this a family show, I you know. <laughs> Fair. Now, what advice would you give to someone who went from zero to Star Wars like you did? As far as relating to the fandom, like what is your overall impression? Obviously, I am more uh, Star Wars fandom light. I am not a complete obsessive when it comes to Star Wars, but we know those people that are. True story. <laughs> um, and being social media people, as we tend to live on Facebook and uh, Instagram and such, we see all of that out there. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wanted to start getting into the Star Wars fandom, but maybe they were scared or maybe they were put off by things or, you know, from your own experience, how did you, how'd you feel? Did we embrace you or did you have moments where you were like, people are nuts? Um, All of the above. (laughs) Okay. Fair, fair, fair. So I would say a couple of pieces of advice. My biggest one would be find the person in your life who knows Star Wars and you the best. Okay. And let them tell you how to watch those movies. And I'm going to tell you why. So I watched four, five, six, which is what I'm going to call them because whatever, I make my own rules. (laughs) I watched four, five, six, and then I watched one, which everybody regrets, but it is part of your life. You must watch one. It's part of it. It's terrible. Everyone accepts it. And then we move on. And then we move on. True, true. And then I watched two. And about three quarters of the way through that second movie was when I started to understand what was going on. (laughs) So it was probably what? I mean, we're probably now 10, 12 hours into investment. And then that was when I started to really understand what was going on. And so by the third movie, so by Revenge of the Sith, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. That's actually one of my favorite movies. And I think that's because it so clicked for me at that point. And I had a friend of mine say to me, you, 
as much as everybody wants you to watch it in release order, because that's how the rest of us experienced it, the way that your brain works, you are so logical, you need to, you needed to watch it straight through one, two, three, four, five, six, right, right, right. Because my brain would have processed that story so much easier. It's just, it's just how I work. So I really kind of took that when I got to my next fandom and I went to the people who knew me best and understood how my brain worked. And then they told me how to watch movies and that really worked for me on that. So I would say the biggest thing is don't just listen to everyone out there, find the one that works for you. And I know that you address that in one of your blogs where you give multiple different ways of how to approach Mm -hmm. movies. And I would say, Mm -hmm. find the way that works for you. You don't have to watch it the way that everybody out there says that you should watch it. Exactly. Especially for a first time. Cause I think that what, what crushes me or what, what hurts my soul is when I do hear somebody who decides to give something a try, they decide to give the Marvel movies a try, or they decide to give mm-hmm. uh, star Wars a try. And you know, me, Mike, we'll use Marvel as the example. My favorite uh, character in the Marvel series is Captain America. And I about weeped when people told me halfway through Captain America, the first Avenger, they were ready to turn off and quit and not watch any more Marvel movies. Me. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, no, you, me, you were me. one of them. I was like, wait, how can you not love this? But then I, I realized that's not you. You're definitely a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of gal. Yeah. And we should have started off something along there and worked our way around, you know, the, 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 the series as, as needed, the franchise, to find what was the best answer for you. Uh, but yeah, that's I think that's actually a really good point to make. And if anybody out there hasn't seen the Star Wars movies yet. I do have a post and I'll put the links for you. Star Wars movies in order. And I basically said, you know, watch these before the next one comes out. And here's how. And there's options. There's a bunch of different ways that you can watch these movies. So don't feel like the release order, you have to do it that way. You can definitely pop around if you need to, uh, to find the right option for you. Yes. Out of, uh, we've already addressed like who your favorite character is, but do you have a favorite storyline that you loved or that you liked or any moment that stands out as kind of your favorite? That's what you think of when you think of Star Wars, you think of this moment. What, what, what do you think that is? At the very end of Rogue One, <laughs> when Darth Vader just goes to town, it is, the greatest <laughs> moment in Star Wars history. And I know how you are so messed I up. Know how <laughs> opinion is, but I I left Rogue One and I was just that was the greatest whatever minute and a half of my life or whatever it was. I was like, it was so good. <laughs> I, I I am not a dark side fan. However, I will agree with you. That is some of my favorite that is one of my favorite moments where they tied together what happens at the very beginning of episode four uh, uh, with what happens at the very end of Rogue One. And it's amazing. And it's one of my favorite scenes too. So I, you know, I can't even make fun of you over that because I agree with you on it completely. It's, I wish I had something, you know, I wish I had some of the, Older memories maybe tied to some of the other films, but but I don't, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, part of the reason that we're bringing all this up today and why we're having this discussion is because there's something really, really big happening in our lives. There is. Even though we're not. 
<laughs> yes. Even though we're not there, this is a big deal to us because we are both, we like Star Wars, but we are also big Disney fangirls as well. And when the two have married each other and created a baby called Galaxy's Edge. Yes. And today's opening day of Galaxy's Edge. So fun. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. For anyone that's uh, not aware, Disney World and Disneyland have created their own planet of Batu, basically on, on different parts of, of the parks. And the Disneyland version is open today. Today is opening day, uh, which is May 31st, 2019. And it's kind of... It's kind of epic. Um, I've been watching the coverage all week. I can't wait to hear how the next couple of months plan out and play out when they get real people in, because so far they've only had cast members and then they've had some media in there. So much smaller groups. I am dying to see how it works with all us crazy fans flooding those gates and trying to get in. Uh, But that is opening today. And Jane... It's opening at Disney World, like in your backyard. It is. is. I get to watch it. I don't want to say every day because I don't drive every day, but I've gotten to watch them pretty much build it when you can watch it from the road. So it's pretty exciting. What what, what are you excited about uh, when it comes to Galaxy's Edge? I mean, I'm, I'm excited about rides. I'm a rides girl. Give me all the rides. I know everyone is like, oh my God, I get to fly the Millennium Falcon. But you can hear it in my voice how I feel about that. Gee, Jane, tell us. (laughs) (laughs) But there is another little ride that they are working on that will open up a little bit later that is a a bit darker. So, you know, obviously that speaks to my soul. (laughs) Of course. Of course. So I would say the rides are probably the number one thing for me. And then I would say the second thing I'm really excited about is – how immersive they've said the experience is going to be and how mm-hmm. how new that's going to be for Disney. My two favorite places in all of Disney, Disney World or Disneyland are Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios and Cars Land in California Adventure because it puts you in the story. So I'm so looking forward to being in the story and being part of the story and that to me is just everything. That's so I'm coming coming to you from pretty much the same perspective. I think but I I might I'm going to flip them in the sense that I am more most excited about the story first. However, I don't I don't think we'll be able to appreciate the full immersion and the full story for I don't know a year, maybe two years I agree. When, the, when the crowds die down. I think unfortunately or fortunately, I mean this is this is what the fandom does. This is what our Star Wars craziness happens. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people trying to get in and trying to experience things. And it, it remains to be seen how exactly Disney is going to handle the crowd control. We we know they've got something up their sleeves. There's been rumors of things like virtual queue set up. Disneyland, for the first three weeks only, they actually required reservations to get in. So you didn't have to pay anything extra, but you had to make a reservation in advance for a four-hour chunk of time. 
I am curious to see, and that that kicks off today, so I'm going to be watching. I am curious to see how full the land looks, and you know, basically, how many people are they letting in in these four hour chunk of time? Uh, you know, based on what the capacity holds, because I, I think that will affect the storytelling element that we are promised and that we know is there. And t- and to talk about that, there, I mean, the cast members. I'll have a, a, a role to play, a literal role to play, not just a customer service role, but they they have their own backstories and they they are part of the experience. But I'm afraid with so many people, a lot of those little things are going to be missed and are going to be lost. So I have my expectations set that originally I am going to be all about the rides and all I'm going to want to do is ride those rides and I can't wait for, for all of it to open up. But... The story, that's what Disney does so well. And that's what I loved so much about, say, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yes. When you walk in there, you're like, uh, I'm a wizard. Yes. I'm a wizard. I'm like, I'm a wizard. I'm an actual <laughs> wizard. <laughs> I am. So when I walk into Batuu, I want to be like, I am part of the resistance. Don't tell anybody. You know, I'm an actual <laughs> stormtrooper. <laughs> That's the feeling. Yes, that is the feeling that I want to get. And, I, and I'm expecting it. I, I frankly, I'm expecting it. So super excited that all of that is going down. Now, just a side note, do you feel that you're part of the Navi when you walk into Avatar land, world of Pandora, blah, blah, blah? You know, I don't love that place. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a little story about my Pandora experience, my first Pandora experience. Um, I had done the annual pass preview. I have never watched Avatar. I have no desire to see Avatar. My exposure to Avatar was on an episode of the new 90210 when one of the characters was obsessed with Avatar (laughs) and his girlfriend dressed up in blue makeup. To support his love of Avatar. Um, so Jane, I didn't even know that was yes. a thing. I will find the YouTube clip for you later. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I need to see this. But we went to one of the annual pass holder previews for Avatar Land. What is it called? Pandora, right. And um, I just remember walking in there and the very first thing that I said was, oh my God. Star Wars is going to be amazing. <laughs> and it was like, that's what made me smile and get excited. I was like, Star Wars is going to be great. I don't care about this land. But Star right. Wars. If they can do this yes. here with, with, with the Avatar franchise, or I mean, it's, it's one, but they've got like 17 of these movies coming out in the next 10 years. Uh, that's for a whole nother. Well, we, we will have that whole other discussion another day, but because as you guys can tell by listening to my voice, I am not an Avatar fan. No, 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 not at all. Uh, and that even goes as far as the land at Disney. I don't have any connection. I feel nothing when I walk in there other than I just want to see how long that line is to ride Flight of Passage because I really do enjoy that ride. I want to ride the ride and then I want to leave. I don't care about the food. I don't care about the story there. I don't care about all the little things and all that. I have, I care not one thing at all about it. And that was where I think, you know, when you, when you mentioned Toy Story Land and you mentioned Cars Land and then you mentioned what we expect to be happening here with Galaxy's Edge. That's the connection. That's the feel. And that's where I felt like Avatar just as a misstep. But I think that's so telling that 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 you took it and you tied it back to Star Wars when you walked in there, that that was your thought process. So 
that, you know, I can't wait. Oh, and you want to hear some good news, Jane? You want to hear some amazing yes. official news, Jane? Yes. Guess who's cra- uh, crashing on your couch for the opening <laughs> of Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I got the official AOK. I cleared the calendar and I booked flights. And I mean, I know you had already put me on the reservation, but <laughs> but now it's like official, official. I am going to be there on opening day and I get to, I, well, I'm so excited. I get to watch you experience this. I think you're going to be 15 times more excited about it than I ever could be. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong, but I just have this feeling. I think this is, this is the Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise has just become so much of what I equate you with. Which is so uh, funny. But, which is so funny. But like, I'm a 42 year old woman that carries a Star Wars backpack every well, day. You are. <laughs> and and what's the name? What's the name of your car? My my car is Lady Vader. <laughs> Lady Vader. I mean, I'm just saying it, it, it all it all fits. And so I can't wait to experience that with you and to watch your face when you walk in for the first time because I'm going to be there with you. Oh, I mean, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, I can, I can... Because I cried at Toy Story. So I'm going to cry when I'm there. <laughs> um, I'm going to cry probably again when I find out how long we have to wait for rides. <laughs> Right. You know, I, I really, I really just have this, I have this hope that Disney is going to come up with a a better solution. I know they're not doing fast passes, but I kind of hope there's a virtual queue kind of thing. So we're not stuck in a line that goes all the way to the Mexican pavilion in Epcot just to get into Galaxy's Edge. That's my hope. They have margaritas. Um, they do. They do. So, I mean, it, it could be worse, but my, my hope is that we are going to actually kind of be given a window as the people are now uh, just to enter the land. And then, yes, if I have to stand in line for four hours to ride the ride, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So, yes, I figure there you, between you and I, we have enough backup battery chargers. <laughs> we do. <to> get us <laughs> through whatever it is that we need to watch Facebook, Instagram, everything on our phones. So we're set for that for those lines. Whatever mm-hmm. it takes, Jane. We're gonna we're gonna throw it back to Marvel, but whatever it takes, right. we're gonna whatever rock it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's and that is happening at the end of August. Anybody who's not big into Disney or, or wasn't aware all this was happening, uh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which aka Star Wars Land, is opening up August, oh, is it 29th? It's 29th, right? I think it's the 29th. Okay, good, because I booked my flight for the 28th, so <laughs> I hope it's the 29th. It, it, uh, it is the 29th. We, we okay, check on the 29th. Perfect. Perfect. And it's it's kind of weird that they opened Disneyland's – I mean, I know why they did it. Disneyland was ahead of schedule, and they would not waste – you know, the money, the income, the, the the people that are coming for the summer. So, I mean, I understand why they didn't open them both at the same time, but yes, you're not, you're not mishearing us. That is true. It is open today in, at Disneyland, but it's not opening until the end of August over at Disney world. And that's just, that's just the way it is. Uh, I am not privy to all the behind the scenes of Disney's choices, but um, that's what we have going on. <laughs> right. 
They didn't run that by me first. They they didn't. <laughs> they they didn't. I'm going to wrap this up by talking about uh, Rise of Skywalker. This is the last movie that they have announced in all of the Star Wars discussions. And it is coming out in December. Are you going to be there opening night? Yes. <laughs> Maybe even before then, if the Disney Parks blog put out a, a pre-screening, because you usually are able to get into those. <laughs> That's the goal. It's the goal is to get there <laughs> ahead of everybody. Yes. As soon as I can get there, that I, I will be there. I uh, made the unfortunate decision to not participate in opening night of Endgame. And... I had so many regrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big regrets. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. When the when these tickets come on sale, people uh, buy yes. them <laughs> because this is going to wrap it all. This is going to wrap it all up for us for for a while, anyway. Uh, do you have any? If you could pick another, like Solo. Okay, they they tried that. I know a lot of people didn't love it. I loved it. I thought Solo was a great fun popcorn movie it met my needs as a star wars fan so i enjoyed it but is there anybody there was a talk of like a boba fett movie i can't remember who else they were talking about doing their own standalone movie but is there any character that you would like to see a backstory to or a a standalone movie to i think i think i would probably say palpatine because that's who i am okay um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there's so much more in the Star Wars universe that I haven't even started yet with Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars and uh, everything that they've announced that's coming on Disney Plus. So I think I the Mandalorian. Right, yeah. like, um, I, like I have so much Star Wars ahead of me that I don't even have time to tell them what to do, which is not <laughs> normal. That's that's true. She she also little known fact. She also executive produces Disney. Uh, <laughs> Maybe if we say it out loud, it'll happen. It'll happen. Disney, if you have any questions, Jane's your girl. I'll get you in touch with her. Just reach out. Let me know. <laughs> Okay, guys, this has been fun. And Jane, thanks for coming on. And I cannot wait to see you soon. We are going to have a blast and we will definitely have some more discussions about Galaxy Edge and all things Star Wars as life goes on. But we also need to have you back to talk about some of these things that speak to your heart that I have no clue why, uh, particularly like the housewives and the Kardashians. And I don't even say their name, right? The Kardashians, uh, all of those things that I don't get reality TV. And I know you do. I know you really dig it. So I'm going to have to have you come back at some point and we're going to have some discussions about reality TV because it's out of my wheelhouse, but I, I know, I know people love it. I just need to have someone explain it to me, maybe. I don't know. Well, then I will pencil (laughs) myself in on your schedule. (laughs) Please do. Please do. All right. Well, thanks for visiting us in a galaxy far, far away. And we hope you'll come back to Fangirl with us again real soon. Thanks, Jane. Thanks.